lockdown regulations and third waves and all things to consider. But um, here we are today, a very special esteemed guest, Mr. Bruce Walker. I was, I was going to introduce you, but I'm not sure exactly what the... It is founder and organizer of Pretoria Gay Pride. Yeah, right? that's right. Also founding member, Johannesburg Pride. <laughs> oh, Johannesburg Pride as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was 31 years ago. Sure. Yeah. I'm not that old. <laughs> I was two. Oh, right, right. You're just very just organized. Got, yeah, I was two years old when we did that. Okay, okay. Well, welcome, Bruce. Um, let me just launch into these questions, otherwise I ramble. Um, I was wondering, what else do you do? Because I know you as the Pretoria Pride organizer. I know you as uh, Club Babylon um, organizer of events there. What... what who is Bruce Walker in business? Yeah, well, it started off when you left army, school, army, the, you know, the apartheid days, that's what you had to do. So it regimented, you know, finish school, go to varsity oh, or go to the army. Like a, like a timeline. And this is what you have to do. You follow the sheep and you keep it going. And of course, uh, then I joined Benson Hedges in those days, my first job, and just carried on like a normal nine to five job. And, and I just, well, went along. And then I sort of got into helping clubs in those days, Zips, okay. Hendersons, because that's what, uh, there was a, a strong, strong, strong gay clubbing in those days. I mean, from Wednesday to Sunday, there used to be clubs. Oh, wow. Each one had a day. Okay. So, Heaven would be Friday, Zips Saturday, uh, Q would be Sunday so you just sort of knew where you have to go on those days yeah. and each one helped each other then the bars came along and sort of slowed it down but it kept going and then I had a place uh, helping at, at Henderson's I think it was in those days and of course we started the first Pride March I just helped I didn't do anything we just went on it etc I was sort of like not even behind the scenes just participants okay. when was that when was that yes, 31 year? years ago 2019 what's that <laughs> 13th of October 19 was it 80, 80, 84 something but it's sure. 31 years I know okay. Okay. Uh, so this, this, this year was 31 years ago so and then um, sort of fell by the wayside and I joined Nando's I worked with them for a long long time I was eventually their training manager I used to help them train all their managers used to come to their store and then that's how we wanted a franchise overseas franchisee we, we would train and then I just got sick and hot for working for a boss and you know it was just the boring nine to five things and maybe it was easier but mm. uh, I, I, I saw there was a market and we started organizing events we did pop-up events here um, I, I started two or three very good clubs that kept going I mean, Pandora's was a raving success in those days, and then even Risque, and then on to Babylon, and in between, we did QC, which was like a pop-up once a month party, 
um, the Fireman's Ball, which was after uh, Joburg Pride, was the after party, okay. official after party, okay. and we, we used to great, get great artists come out. I've, I've heard of that, because this is yeah. the thing, like, for, for a lot of listeners of the podcast, if I look at the demographic of age, um, we don't know these clubs that were mentioned now, and our idea of, you know, the gay bars today apparently are, you know, not at all what the clubs used to be. Like, I know people that are always on about Stardust, you know, and Stardust was so amazing, yeah. But um, I myself don't have those experiences. But it sounds like it was a very healthy. And, and the irony to me is it sounds like it's in a day when politically being gay was you know, far more dangerous, frowned upon, uh, shunned, whatever you want to call it. And it was such a healthy social scene. And nowadays it almost seems like the opposite. Like we, we've gained a lot of rights, but um, the social scene seems to be... Yeah, that, that's a, a lot of reasons for that, I think, you know, going back. When it was an illegal, used to go to clubs, was, wasn't on the main road or anything. You used to go down into an alley and upstairs mm. and around the corner and up this and then eventually you find the club and you could go in. And so it was pretty much, but the police knew where the places were. They hardly used to get raided. Okay. But then they raided them and, you know, people used to shout at the cops and... I mean, they used to hide the booze away. When the cops come, there was no booze, but everybody was pissed. <laughs> and, <laughs> what that happen? <laughs> and then they leave, and then they used to send guys in with marked notes to try and buy something. Then they'll check the register, check the safes, and try to find those notes again. But also, even, you know, it's an illegal thing, so it gets your heart rate going. Mm. So it was like a challenge. It was something, oh, this is illegal. We can allow this illegal to have a, a, a joint... Yeah, yeah. So it, it sort of made people want it. Mm. So they mm. wanted it. So that was it. Nowadays you can go anywhere, do you want to get on ground, go meet somebody, this, that and the other. So yeah. it's very much easy, it's not illegal, you're not going to get beaten up if you're going to be into a bar. So it's so accessible that you yeah. maybe don't value the occasion when it's there. Yeah. You know? Um, that's my thought on it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, if it had to go back, it's illegal, I think it'll swing around the other way. But yeah, there's a lot of insight into that which I've got some different ideas on and different my input on it which is a bit crazy but <laughs> you know you get there you yeah know, that's the thing there. if you've lived it it's it's a different speculating and kind of being an outside observer and someone that's been in it and yeah. knows what the ins and outs yeah if you go down and see I mean it's crazy I mean we used to march along the streets of the first Pride March it grew and grew from 800 to 20,000 so it, it, it goes sure. you know okay. um, and the heart of, of Joburg Pride was 20,000 people and um, it was a great party afterwards everybody went to uh, the after parties I mean we all just used to come together and have a good time march in the street you know to show our rights so, I mean we were there getting the Bill of Rights done with some and David and all the rest of them, they used to, with Edmund Cameron, to write in the clause in the Constitution and say, listen, this is what we want, and get it into the Bill of Rights, which was quite hard, and then kept on moving. So these are the type of things that people fought for, not me, a lot of people, yeah. and they said, you know, let's, let's do it for our generations to come. And I think the biggest downfall of us as a community and of the older generation that we haven't taught or educated mm. the younger people what they have lost. Yeah. Or what we, we have lost and what 
that uh, they will lose if things have to change. If, the, say for instance, EFF comes back into power with the ANC and the big kashmakal and they take the clause out of the constitution because they've got a two-thirds majority, what are they going to say? Oh, but you know, it's my right. Yeah. There is no more community. The community hasn't stood together for a long time. They, didn't, they don't want to come to the prides. They say, oh, you go there because they look like a fool. You know, I'm that one's wearing a dress with high heels and I don't want to be associated with that. But you are associated because you're gay. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, um, we all are not the same. Imagine if we were all the same. We would get, have to eat Kentucky Fried Chicken every single day of the week. <laughs> get real. I mean, yeah. it's, that's how life is. And I mean, that's not even exclusive to gay culture. Like, yeah. that's just a human thing. Like, any cultural subculture you look at, people are similar, but not the same. Like, yeah. there's no identical, you know, any music lover of a specific genre or any follow of a specific fashion style, you know? So it's kind of unrealistic to go, people will think I'm a drag queen if I'm a pride, if you're not a drag queen. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah we, we must respect everybody's rights, whether we like it or not. This is the thing, yeah. And if we don't do that, I mean, a lot of people, they sit behind their computer and they're anonymous, and mm. they will slander and say things and do things. But lo and behold, those people are the people that got you the rights to do what you're doing now. Yeah. So if you don't like what they're doing, just shut up. Mm. Respect them and move on. And that's how we can improve everything. If, you know, um, I remember the long time ago when we were organizing or at those meetings for the first Pride, Simon would get up and he'd say, you know, we've got to show ourselves as a strong community. When we sit in this room, you can swear at me, you can tell me I'm an idiot, I'm this, I'm a motherfucker, I'm this, I'm that, or whatever. Yeah. Do it here. But the minute you walk out that door, if I disagree with what you said, don't say anything till we come back into this room. Mm, mm. And then, when we are there, we're showing a unified face. We are standing together, mm. though we've disagreed, but I'm not going to say anything about it. And then we come to the meeting and say, listen, you said that, I don't like it. Why? Which is so the wise and civil thing to do. Yeah. Um, but that's what we made our minds up, that's what we're going to do, because, you know, you know, we don't want to give ammunition to the people that want to stop yeah, stop the march. It's a scary thing what you're saying about rights and how it can change and be taken away. Um, I know that you know my experience has only been with Pretoria Pride. I went to the very first one, uh, which was also my first Pride. Now I wasn't out as bisexual then, so I kind of went as like an ally, you know, or a friend of my gay bear friends, um, not knowing what to expect, you know, because I've, I've never been to one, I've never seen footage. Um, and I was surprised at how just laid back it is and how everyone has their own idea of whether they are there to be seen and prove a point or whether they're just there to have a good time. But the unity aspect is the important thing. Because, I mean, we being at the tip of Africa, if you look at the rest of Africa, gay rights is just, it's in shambles. You know, there are so many people where it's still illegal, people are getting locked up, families are torn apart, people are denied access to some countries even though they've got kids there you know it's it's and and we are i think really naive if we don't think that that could be us yeah. as well it, it's a heck of a possibility i mean i've stood up with a few people and we've actually had a bid to bring world pride to victoria oh cool because we think this is the capital we should be a shining beacon of hope and a light moving through africa so if we don't start somewhere, part of World Pride, I mean, they, 
when it was started in America, you know, the Americans, they think the world stops at their borders. Yeah. That's the world is America. The rest is nothing. And our, our philosophy there is world pride needs a conscience again. Mm. We haven't got a conscience if we're not helping people that are. In those days, when they started Stonewall and the pride marches, etc., that was a riot that was to protect their rights. Now, they've got their rights. Get off their asses and help the rest of the world now. Mm. And, you know, it's, we, we, Copenhagen was this year, and, and next year, it's, it's um, or the year after, will be Sydney. Which will, it's, it's a big move away from Europe and America. So it's the first time that they had a world pride out of the Americas, now into Australia, and then there, there's Taiwan, and then back to Amsterdam, and then hopefully 2027, we can have world pride here. Now, you know, that's what we've got to strive for. There's mm. two cities in the world that are bidding for world pride in 2027, is Houston, Texas, and us here. Oh, okay. So, I mean, we've got to stand up and say, listen, take us serious. Yeah. Because these things don't just happen by themselves. They yeah. need to be people who are passionate about the cause to go forth and, and, and you know, convince and, and, yeah. and argue and, the case. And bring the big artists out. Bring the Donald to open the ceremony. Bring, yeah. you know, let, let's do it properly. We can do it properly. We've got them. We've done the World Cup. We've done the World yeah. Cup rugby. Yeah. We've done World Cup cricket. For God's sake, of course we can do it. It's, it's, it's just about supporting. And of course now, you know, it, it drives me insane at, at, at that a lot of people, so slightly off the subject, but I think it's part of the thing, that we don't respect our flag. Mm. Why I say that is you get major corporations that will flaunt our flag across whatever. They forget that a lot of people fought for that flag yeah. and died for that flag and made it work. How dare they just take it, splash it over their windows, splash it over their products, and not give anything to the community? Mm. To me, that's a dying shame. No, that just we support makes it another like marketing gimmick. Yeah. We support the community. Diddly squat, you're not. Yeah. Wool was great. They had a big campaign in Cape Town. We support the community, and they put BLTs with gay flags on it in their windows. Great. I love it. Mm. But don't say you support the community when you're not. You're actually exploiting the community for your bottom yeah. line. The other thing, did you take products that didn't sell and give it to the shelter? Now you're supporting the community. Yeah. Yeah. There are people there that are sitting there, are hungry, they're going to the shelters. We're looking for a shelter here in Pretoria. We've looked at a few houses. We registered an NPO, which, you know, at the moment, Pretoria Prides are NPC. We're going through the process to be an NPO so we can get government funding. Let's start a shelter for people that have been thrown out of their houses, mm. people that have been raped. I mean, start it. But then the corporates must come back and say, listen, we support the community, we will give you this. Classic example, Vodacom. I had a huge fight with them and I said, I will never work with you until such time. You take and you put your logo and you make it gay for, for the month of October. I remember that. Shame on you. That to me is an utter, utter shame. Because they say, yes, we're supporting the community. I said, no, you're not. Full stop. Have you given discounts to gay organizations on there? Say, listen, for this month, all your data's free, all your phone calls are free. Yeah. That's, what, that's showing, you know, but you know, look what you're doing for our employees. We've got this organization inside our, I said, yes, it's inside. That, <laughs> my dear friend, 
is their human right. I was going to say, it makes me laugh because it's like, look at us treating gay people the same as everyone else and that should be enough because my company doesn't discriminate. But that's not what you're advertising. When you jump on this Pride Month bandwagon with your marketing, you know, if you're an ally, you have to, there's there's action involved, you know? yeah, it's 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 very much like social media where yeah. people kind of they it's like they want to support something, but they don't want to put any effort into it or any energy into it. So I think changing the profile picture or putting a frame on, you know, that that's yeah. enough. And Net- it does it does help awareness. Yeah, that's that's but it great. Even change. It's 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 helping awareness, which I'm I'm all for. But at whose expense? Nedbank painted their building. I mean, in, in lights, the gay flag for October. I said, we're going to give 50000 to the LGBTI. To this day, they haven't said anything. Where did that money go to? Who got that money? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, make a spiel of it. Listen, we've taken a check. We've gone here. We've gone to, I mean, what's that um, uh, it's a place that closed there in Pretoria now. I've forgotten what it was called again. Uh, uh, was it Out or something? Out, out yes. Out. out Clinic, which yes. then was engaged. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, they could have said, yes, 50,000 could have stayed open for two more months. Yeah, yeah. Hello. But no, they haven't done that. No. Oh, I'm glad we have the new place. Uh, I believe they originate from the KZN, uh, Orem, at Loftus uh, Shopping Centre. Yeah. I've, I've been there twice now um, to meet the guys there. Also, very much everything that Out offered, you know, so you got your HIV testing, you got your PrEP, uh, you got legal advice, you've got um, this psychologist, you know, psychologist, you know, all of those things, and it's all a free service. So, so that's great. It's a free service for you, yeah. but the people who work there also need to eat. Yeah, got to be so there must be it. funding from somewhere. Yeah. 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 Get, Vodacom, get off your ass and pay the money. Yeah. Um, Nedbank, you know, they, they just said, oh, we will find a cause. Yeah, sure. Um, they, but but this, this brings me back to, to what I know of Pretoria Pride, because I know in 2018, I was quite involved with the theme of that year. Um, which was, uh, you know, the, the LGBT heroes. Yeah. Um, and I did like write-ups of, you know, different people, like one each week leading up to Pride. And that's where I got to, you know, learn about these people, um, Simon and, and, and all of them. Um, and I think that's the problem, the education. Now, I know it seems, or I can obviously see that the Pretoria Pride, you're really conscious about the theme you choose each year. You know, like it, it, it aims to educate. It aims to bring attention to, you know, the history leading up to what we have so that you can value it more. So the, the second thing, touching on this thing with, with NetBank or whoever else is, um, you know, saying that they are allies but then they don't really contribute anything, there's always transparency with, with Pretoria Pride. You know, it, it's, it's a feeling like no one needs to wonder, hey, like, where did everything go or what was the deal? I know you're quite open about making known all the, the budget and the figures and the, the whatever. Um, what is that whole process when you start or when you started with, with Pretoria Pride? Has it changed up to now, like the choosing of the theme and like putting it all together? Yeah. It's, what we do is we advertise out who wants to help. Mm. It's open to anybody. It's, it's a community day. Um, at the beginning you get hundreds of people, not hundreds. People that all come, yes, we want to do this, we want to do that, and everything. You know, normally they, they say, we must do this. And then I, I quickly put them short and say, when you say we, rather put I, yeah. I must do this. 
Because when you say we, you, you're looking at me as the organizer and say, this is what you must do and do it. I said, no, no, if, if you want to do something, I'll help you. You do it, I'll help. Mm. And that's a different mm. a way around because they start off great, do this, do this, do this, and then they run away and they've got all these, and then now you must find the entertainment, off. find the venue, yeah. find the sponsors. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then because to put on a, a pride, the big pride, uh, this is a small one this year, for, you know, with COVID and that, so hopefully 2,000 people is the most you can get. Um, on a good day, we, on, when you get like the, the nine, ten thousand, like Victoria Pride does, you need at least two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand to put on an event like that. Sure. Okay. I mean, you've got sound stage, you've got security, you've got medics, you've got insurance, you've got yeah, toilets, awesome. you've got fencing. You know, then the, the rental, then you've got uh, um, you know the tickets, the ticketing system, the bands, and uh, it, it it adds up. And then the entertainment. I mean, if you just take insurance, you know, you're looking at ten. 12,000 rand, mm. put in toilets, you're looking at another 20,000 Those rand. are essential things. I mean, not just for comfort, those are essential things. You, have you can't have risk not having yeah. it. Um, you know, any of those things, otherwise you'll just have a, a disappointing pride yeah. or an unsafe pride. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you've got to go through the job and you've got to do the things. And, like, uh, you know, we had a meeting actually here at this venue, Rasputin, uh, uh, at the beginning of the year, and people thought, you know, let us have I'm a survivor because mm. we are all survivors at the moment. I mean, some people have battled for two years. So whether they survive COVID, whether I survive depression, whether I survive, let us take it over the whole community. I, I survived losing my job. I survived. I've got another job. I survived being bullied. I survived being a drag queen where people want to, you know, whatever. And even I survived AIDS. I survived. You know, mm. from those days going back, you know. I survived apartheid, I survived, being, you know, so you can, you can say and bring your story to the party, how we all, but the thing is, we've got to show that we're all survivors, and if somebody comes out and says, I help somebody by telling my story, you just need to help one person, yeah. that's all you've got to yeah. do, and show you're not alone in that thing, you show them you're not alone by being bullied, let them stand up and you can understand, this is the reason why we're doing it, so try and get it out there. she had that hope yeah because i mean we even though in south africa we have amazing you know um gay rights or equal rights whatever you want to call it um you know in the workplaces it's 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 good on paper but there are still companies there are still schools yeah. who bully lgbt people you know um look at the beginning of this year we had the surge of violence and and murders like, you know, not just bullying or, you know, someone called me a queer or whatever. You have people being set on fire, people yeah. being killed just for being gay, yeah. lesbian, bi, whatever, yeah. Um, the, the trans community even here also. Like, there's a lot of confusion and, and, and things. So, all of these things that Pride can help accomplish, the awareness, um, people actually taking action, telling their stories, you know, generating hope, um, making the need for for places like safe homes and whatever more obvious, you know, that's, to me, that's important things. I know a lot of people are like, ah, it's just a piss up. It's just a party. People go there, they look ridiculous and you have a good time and you get drunk and you go home. It doesn't have to be that. And I don't think it is that for everyone. Yeah. You see, Pride to me has to be a platform. Mm. It's a platform where people can showcase. So I, if I want to showcase and get pissed and go, well, that's me. 
if I want to come there, set up a stall and show people this is what I'm doing for the community, this is outreach, we outreach Africa, we're doing this. Um, we are helping lesbians that have been raped. You know, if you engage somebody face to face, it's a different story. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of the people, they don't read the articles about gay people being murdered and because you know what, they actually block it out. Yeah. I can scroll past it. But if that organization or the people at, at Pride come there and they stand there and they show this is what we're fighting for, mm. you'll engage and you'll get people helping you and things like that. So, you know, there is, yes, it is a party, but a party with a purpose. Mm. You've got to have that in mind. If you haven't got that in mind, well then, you know, this year what we're going to do because we're going through into the night, we're going to have a, 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 a as the sun goes down, we're going to do a candlelight vigil where people can light candles for people that have passed, whether they died from rape, whether they died from COVID, whether they died from AIDS, come and light a candle. So that's basically what, as the sun goes down, let us do some yeah. candlelight. It's a purpose. It's something that people can see. One thing, and uh, march in the street, you know, when they first said, ah, but you can't close the road. I said, of course you can close the road. They closed the road when there was a, an explosion and they robbed a van. You mm. closed the freeway for 12 hours. Um, this yeah, is, this is a half an hour. 12 hours. <laughs> this is 12 hours and it's, and it's our constitutional right to march. Mm. So whether you like it or not, you're going to march. And then, you know, okay. okay. So. I was, I was going to ask, like, uh, as usual, I've got my list of questions, but I'm all over the place because I, I like it seems to be more of a conversation, not a Q&A kind right. of thing. So I get sidetracked. Um, but I was going to ask, like, what is the, the, the differences between how it's being approached to this year uh, compared to previous years with yeah. this COVID stuff that has to be taken into consideration? What, what we've done, we've scaled it down a lot. Okay. Uh, number one, we, we've encouraging people to buy your tickets online, so we'll have all your contact details because when you buy a ticket, you do that. So when you get there, we can just put your temperature on when you're coming through. We'll have disinfectants are going there. It's a huge outside area, okay. so it's pretty, it's open, it's not closed, so it, it's usually... And the, the government gives us 2,000 people, so they let us, but the venue can take more than that. Okay, so, so it's comfortable, it's not going to be yeah, like all yeah, it's, yeah, so we'll have a club, the area, the Presley's Club, which will open in the afternoon, for to in, so then people can have a bar inside and whatever, keep them going, keep them happy. We'll have a VIP area, food stores, bars, the entertainment on the stage, and a parade. So it's like a mini pride. Okay. Taking it down, so it'll be ten percent of what it was. Okay. So you know, it's 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 respecting other people. If you feel that you're going to be unsafe, then don't come. Mm -hmm. But show support. Show it on commenting. But be positive. Be positive towards your own community. I mean, yeah. you know, they they, they run down the, their own community, but ninety percent of those are the people that got you your rights. Most of them are guys that are married now and this and they've got kids that, oh look, I want to stay at home with my child. Yes, but if they didn't have a pride, you wouldn't have that. Yeah. So respect the people that are going out and still keeping that tradition going. And if something does happen, we've got a base to work on. Mm -hmm. In other words, let us, if we want to start from scratch again, it's, it's crazy. We've got mm -hmm. to keep that alive. If you don't keep it alive, something happens, show us we've got a community don't well we haven't got a community well then you know what they'll say well we don't need this in the bill of rights we don't need it in the constitution because there is no gay community 
it's easy to delete yeah, it. Yeah, and you're back to the 80s where it's invisible. It's yeah. very much there, but unseen, so yeah. no one cares about it. Yeah, 100%. Um, one of the things I wanted to get to is, is a bit more personal for, for you, Bruce Walker, um, as, a, as a youngster. Like, I know you as like a, a like confident, well-spoken organizer guy. Um, would it be right to contribute those aspects to you as a teen as well? Or were you very different in your youth because times were very different for yeah. a, a gay young man? Look, uh, when, when, when I was growing up, Mother died when I was at a young age, and I was put in a home for quite a few years, and eventually had to build up and moved out and got the family going again because my dad became an alcoholic. He went completely off the wagon, so and then eventually get things back again. Got back to school, moved down, settled down, got myself. But that made me a stronger character. Mm. I mean, when you're six years old, you're going from place to place, whatever. Just well, you know. Okay, so you can go. So. What I wanted, I had to get. Like when uh, I came out of the army, I saw a flashy BMW that was United Tobacco, John Player Special, a black BMW with those nice gold letters, was a convertible. I wanted that car. I could never afford it. I mean, I mean, my first paycheck in the army was what? I think we got 125 rand <laughs> for the month. You know, we could come out on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was crazy, but that's what you get. So, yeah. and then, so I went to United Tobacco and I applied for the job. I said, that's what job, you know, I went through the whole lot, I went through my resume, I hadn't worked yet, but the army, the schooling, etc. And the guy said, do you smoke? I said, no, I don't smoke. He says, how can you come work for a cigarette company and not smoke? I said, it's very simple. I said, a dog food rep doesn't eat dog food. That's you've, got, you've got to do what the company does and represent it. So he said, yeah. So I was the first guy that worked at United Tobacco in those days. I didn't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> I said, things changed. So anyway, so that was that. And then, you know, you build yourself up and mm. you keep on going. So, but, you know, if people, a red flag in front of me, if you say you can't be done, well then you've just made me a challenge and I'll yeah. make it. I mean, like the first prior, we battled to get a venue, where are we going to do it? I mean, I had Babylon, so Babylon funded it. We got that field and we had to go through Parks Department and there was a Fakranta Africana, you said, no ways, you can't do it. I said, but they have the, they have the circus there, they have this there, mm. why can't we have near, 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 near. Mm. So, enough stuff. No, no real reason, <laughs> yeah. just like, I don't want yeah. yeah. And um, I sent him a mail, I said, ask me again, and he sent me an email back saying, did some wait to make take a beer. Oh, wow. So I thought, oh, fuck you, I'm going to make it happen. So I went and I rattled cages, I went down, I think she found the woman in charge of the DA in Pretoria, and I uh, said, you're the leader of the DA in the province, what's going on? She said, no, no, he can't make that decision. Mm. It's not his, he's employee of the city, the city must make the decision. And she got the, the head of parks, so I said, you can do it. So on the Monday morning, I sent him an email, I said, did het gebeur? <laughs> and, <laughs> <you're back>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah, so I, I just, you know, I, I just feel that if something has to be done, it has to be done. So that perseverance and, and yeah. you know, drive, how did your how did your sexual orientation tie into your your youth? Because times were very yeah. different then. Were you were you kind of out and open no, about it, or I, I was it very at, much? Yeah, I wasn't at all. So you sort of had that inclination or something, you know. But mm. you just carry on, finish school, and then army things happened. You know, so yeah, I heard a lot of army yeah. stories. <laughs> so sort of sort of like you know, 
that, that's when they got going and I said well you know we all are exactly the same there's no difference we were fighting I was at the dog school and Victoria and I said, but there's absolutely no difference if you cut my finger I'm going to bleed the same as yeah, everybody yeah. else so let's and, and getting into the clubs and you know over the weekends it was great fun you know and make a lot of people you know and, and so you know we, we sort of fought to keep those clubs going you know you do this, you do that. I mean, I still remember Stuart H when he, he first came to the club in those days. The, the lighting in the club was crazy. It had amazing lighting, but those lighting were hell of a hot. So you had to turn them on and off the whole time and <laughs> made the club as hot as hell, you know? So it, we, we had a big lighting board. It was about three meters by a meter. Okay. And there were light switches for each one. So that's how you turn the lights on. Oh, wow. So we got that. That memorable spin, and this was That was Stuart's job, and that's how we did it. And we just built from there, and then, you know, brought in other entertainment. Just, you know. I think that's why things like Pride, I mean, even though it's, it's only an annual thing, it's once a year you get to make those new connections and celebrate your sexual orientation, yeah. like your humanity you know you as a person like openly and, and have a good time with it because I mean just at times now with, with technology and social media people tend to not converse or, or socialize like they used to and I think even though you know social media is supposed to be this big we connect the world thing it seems like it's causing people to struggle to connect more than anything else um, so events like these but like like other things also I think it's it's very important from a community aspect, yes, you, you have the rights now and you can legally go to any place as a lesbian, gay, bi, transgender person, whatever. Um, you don't have to go to gay venues. Yeah. But you still know that you feel at home there with your people, you know. It's just nice to know that you are mostly safe in the whole country. But that doesn't mean you have to, you know, bail on your community. Yeah. Um, the minute it's over. It's there, you know, you get there and you can just see that you're also a human being. So a lot of people come out there and, and, and they see other people like them. Yeah. That you are not... You can feel very isolated if you don't have that exposure yeah. to, to the culture and, and uh, I mean, depression and suicide in LGBTQ youth is still way too high, you know. It's very quick. Um, it happens, you know, oh yes, it's, and, and usually the suicide is a spur of the moment thing. Mm. And, you know, read that people realize, but, you know, we could have helped. Mm. Yeah, sure, and you can always talk about it. But to help, yeah. you need to be visible. Yeah. You need to actually be there and, and, and do something, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're getting towards the end of this. Yeah. Uh, the question that I have here is on the same topic. Like, not everyone is an activist. I mean, we all have different skills. Some people talk very fluently. Some people don't. But what, what can just average people do to help um, the LGBT um, culture, not just in South Africa, but in Africa. You it's, know? it's very simple, just show support and educate and, you know, treat each person the same. Mm. So you don't have to be an activist, you don't have to be out there waving your flag or doing things like that, but when something happens, support it. Yeah. Even if it's, you don't have to go there and, give, and say, oh, I'm coming to the club, I'm coming to Prague and things like that. Support what they're doing. Support if they like. We're trying to build a home now. It's going to cost two million a year on, on to, to, to keep it going. So we're trying to put these things into place. 
get out there and say, listen, I want to support the community. Let us, instead of giving money to the 94.7 angel, Jacaranda Angels, yes, we're doing that. Great. We love it. But remember, there are people in your own community that are suffering. Mm -hmm. So when something like that does, when they're having a fundraiser, support it. Just don't run it down. Mm. Because that's but the, but that's don't running it down is, is you're actually showing support yeah. for that. So, and, and that's what we need. Like what we don't need is bashing of any sort. Yeah. You know? So if you can't support it, then that's fine. But don't tear it down and break it down and, and try and like derail it. You know? um, there's, there's a good purpose for these things happening. Um, the other thing also with, with supporting the LGBTQ community the flip side of that is not tolerating discrimination of the community. You know, it's, it's very easy to say, I am an ally and I've got like a little rainbow stick on my car or whatever. But if you're sitting at work and people are, you know, degrading like the transgender colleague or whatever, and you're just keeping quiet, you know, how are you an ally? You're not. You know? So, um, yeah. Uh, support, support in every way you can. That's what you need and that's what will make a, a good community if we support each other no matter what. Mm. I mean, we, we tried to feed people during the COVID and things, and, and it was hard to get out there and ask people to send packages, send money, and then from there go out and give to people that have got absolutely nothing. They, they've lost their jobs, they, I mean, they're sitting at home. People don't realize that gay people have children. They've got a dog, they've got a cat, they've got a bird. And they're they, human. They are human beings. <laughs> they can't feed them. And, and it, it, it takes, uh, say, listen, send me some dog food for my dog. I mean, these are the type of things we've got to get out there and do. Yeah. And don't just turn the blind eye. Okay. Yeah. So in closing, pride, party with a purpose. I like, I like that phrase, actually, because there's not these two extreme sides. People think you either have to go to to Pride and be like, you know, the next Harvey Milk and be like a super activist, yeah. or you have to go to Pride and it's just a senseless party. There's a balance. Yeah. You know, go celebrate, but also, you know, raise the awareness of yeah. the serious issues. So, Pride 2021 is on the 4th of December. 4th of December. Opens at 9 o'clock till 11 o'clock at night. So. Okay. It's going to be the first one going right through the day and night, so let's see how it goes. I think it'll be quite good fun. People um, can Uber. They yeah, need to be Uber responsible. There. Yeah, there's a lot of little guest houses around. Okay. Um, you know, get a designated driver or, you know, don't drink that much. I mean, have some food there, whatever. Mm. And, and show, you know, show that we're a community again. Now let's bring the community back together. Mm, it's much needed after these two years. Very yeah. much needed. We have to so you know, get our community up and running again. Okay. Right. And all the info is up. I know it's on all the social media pages. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook and if they want any other info, just there is a message box there. Just drop us a message and we'll sort it out for you. And uh, let's 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 just get things up and running. Hopefully, in a year or two, we'll have a house up here. Mm. Um, if get everything in order, you know, then we want to, because Pride's run for quite a while, we've got a bit of a track record, but we've got our figures, you know, tax-wise, we're okay, and then we can apply for government funding, mm -hmm. so listen, apply for uh, money from the, the lotter, and let us use that, but you know, we've got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's already been a long road, so, yeah. 
you don't want to lose momentum now. No. Uh, it's difficult already with, with all the COVID challenges, but you don't need like negativity and yeah. you know, stuff within the community to... Well, this week I have to go down to sit with the council now and get all the documentation signed off. So yeah, let's hope they say it's okay. Oh, yeah, we'll be okay. Uh, well, thank you, Bruce. Thank you. thank you for joining and having this chat. Um, I believe that it'll give a lot of people insight into not just Pride Pretoria, but, but Pride in general, like the, the, the spirit of Pride um, and what the purpose really is. And um, you know, be supportive of it. Come and yeah. have a drink, wave a flag, yeah. educate yourself, and meet other people. Hear yeah. what they've what they've done. You know. Let us see how other people have done things. You know, we, we sit down and talk to each other, that, and talk to each other face to face. People don't—they they sit in the club and they send a message to somebody sitting two benches away. <laughs> For God's sake, please just get up and go chat to. Yeah. <laughs> people, people are, are, are fantastic resources because no two people have the same story. You yeah. know, and you can always learn from someone else's story. You know, like, I, I did prejudging of, of Mr. and Miss Pride this weekend, and to hear some of the people's stories of what they've gone through, I mean, some of them, you know, like the, the one when he was a kid, um, four or five years old, I mean, he used to sleep in the, in, in the room behind the strip club where his mother used to work, sure. and she eventually worked herself up, and we said to her, who's your hero? He says, my mother's my hero, because from being a stripper and seeing this, what she was putting the children through, the two kids, you know, at six years old and eight years old, and going to school and back, and you know, what your mother do, actually, she was a stripper in, in the club in town, the bar lady, and now she gave that all up on this burn, went to become a cashier at spa, and from there moved on, when she uh, qualified, and now she's a, a bookkeeper, what she wants to oh, do, wow. but it helped, you know, mm. but it was her decision, she couldn't let her children do this. Yeah. And I mean, hear those stories and see other things. I know some of the stories were tear jerkers, but you know, we, we see somebody we can't see in their heart. That's the, the thing, it's, it's very quick to make a, a, a snap judgment. I mean, something like a stripper, how many people have respect for someone with that profession? But yeah. they have a story, you know, they are also human, they, they have a lot of things that you will probably never know about. Um, that makes them just as much a survivor as someone that's more obviously yeah. surviving something. You know? Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Cool, Bruce. Thanks. Thanks a lot. We'll chat again. I'll be yeah. you at Pride. Yeah, we'll be there. Have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.